This is Word to the Wise. I'm Shelley Best, the pastor of Redeemer's Church in Plainville, Connecticut. This is my unorthodox preaching and teaching podcast for spiritual seekers and outside-the-box changemakers. Each episode will be a Bible study or preaching moment with you in mind as we explore faith in the context of modern times. I'm glad you found us. Grateful so much to be grateful for. Amen. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear God, you know our strengths and you know our weaknesses. You know our confidence and you know our insecurities. So Lord, we come to you because we need your help, especially as we grow on this journey. Lord, help us each to grow in courage and to stay on our path especially in times when others persuade us to move away God help us to stay in the midst of your grace and not throw it away to make others feel more comfortable Lord we recognize that not everyone around us means us good Help us to recognize the difference between friends and enemies of our souls. And as you do this for us, Lord, we will be glad to give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. Let the people of God say, Amen and Amen. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 13 through 18. Matthew, chapter 2, verses 13 through 18, and I'll be reading from the New International Version of the Scripture. Matthew 2, 13 through 18. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. 
a voice is heard in Rama, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. With this in mind, the title of the message is simply this, Protect the Gift. Protect the Gift. By now, the packages have been opened, the gift wrap has been thrown away, and good memories of time spent together as friends and family is drifting away as only a memory. As we reflect on the Christmas of 2018, Christmas, a time of caring and a time of sharing. Christmas, a time when many of us have experiences of love and care. Christmas, a time where our hearts have been opened by kindness and compassion. Christmas, a time when we become tender and more tender versions of ourselves, and we are also made vulnerable by the experience of love. Christmas, the holidays, a time with a full range of emotions, some of them good and some of them challenging. For you come to recognize a hard truth in life. If you have folks that love and care about you, That is indeed a blessing, even though some of them folks may be a little rough around the edges. If they love you, it is indeed a blessing in your life. But the reality is, not everybody is happy when you're happy. Not everyone wants to see you have a good time. Not everyone wants to see you relish in your blessings. Some folks actually like it better when you are sad, when you're wanting, and when you are not happy, and you are dissatisfied. There are some folks in your life that like you like that. So if you're going to be around them, you know that you just need to tone down. The people that had that kind of spirit about them, you know you just need to tone down when you're with them. Be quiet. Don't act like you're like that. Don't act like you're all that. Because the reality is, because they're not happy in their life, they don't want you to show up too happy either. And you know, they may try to dress it up and say that you should not act too full of yourself. Don't think you are all that. Don't get too big for your britches. But who made them the britches police anyway? Help me somebody. The reality is miserable people only really like miserable people. Not everyone shows up in your life for your good. It's a hard lesson, but not everybody shows up in your life to elevate your experience and for your good. But there is a difference in our life between friends and frenemies, and you need to know the difference in your life. So in this life, 
It's best for you to take an inventory and learn that you need to live a life with wisdom. Because when God blesses you with your blessings, you've got to be in position to protect the gifts that God gives you. In other words, when God blesses you, don't just get loosey-goosey and be skipping down the street singing la-la-la. You've got to be wise when God blesses you. Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm needs to be careful when she's skipping down the street saying la, la, la. Because when God shows up in your life with your blessing, you shouldn't get it twisted and take your eye off the prize. Because Rebecca turned her head for just a minute. Somebody snatched that prize away. Don't get it twisted. You got to protect the gift. Yes. In life, I didn't realize it as a child, but in life, there are indeed haters. So you better rise up with wisdom and get yourself out of vulnerable positions and situations and take heed to the Spirit's direction and instruction. And know that what God has for you is for you, but you need to be wise and protect the gift. You got to have good sense in this life. Protect your gift that God put into your possession. Protect the gift. We see it here very clearly when we look at the text. In our text, we have the story of Joseph and Mary. And when we think about Joseph, an everyday person, Joseph was an everyday person. He thought he was going to get married. He thought he was going to have a nice life in his community. He had a little plan in his mind. I'm going to marry Mary. It's going to be nice. We're going to chill. We're going to have a simple little life. You know how sometimes you have these little plans in your mind about what your life is going to be? Joseph wasn't looking for no Messiah as his child. Joseph just wanted to be comfortable in his home, maybe have dinner, have a nice wife. That's all Joseph was really looking for in his life. But then God had a way of showing up in his life and putting him in a situation that was deeper than he had anticipated. And that's God. He thought he was just going to chill out and ride things out. But when God shows up in your life, God has a way of turning things upside down, and it's not going to be the plan you thought you were going to have. God had another plan for Joseph. And so many of us need to know as well that God has another plan for you. Just when you think you kind of know which way it's going, it may not end up the way you think. You may have been comfortable for a long time. It may not end up this way. God has a way of turning things upside down. So you need to be prepared to protect the gift. God has a way of taking us out of the ordinary and putting us into the extraordinary. See, Joseph was not going to be given an ordinary life, a blend-in kind of life. And for many of us, we need that message as well. You're not going to have a blend-in kind of life. Have you noticed you keep trying to hide, but you can not hide. God has a way of putting you out of your comfort zone over and over again. 
Did you know that you're not going to have a good enough life? God doesn't give good enough lives. God has a way of taking you out and putting you in a situation where it's more than you ever anticipated, where you're not in control anymore. See, God was not going to give Joseph a color in the lines kind of life. God had selected him for an extraordinary life, not just a husband, just a father, not just a provider, but the father and protector and provider of the savior of the world. Was Joseph ready for that call? No. But God knew that Joseph would listen to God in the midst of it all. Joseph was going to care for a baby, a Messiah, who was brought into the world through him. And God started talking to Joseph along the way to prepare him for the journey. God started talking to Joseph in the middle of the night. God started talking to Joseph through dreams, through signs and symbols, out of the ordinary. See, Joseph, for the life that God was taking him into, he had nobody to check in with. He had nobody in his life who had been through what he was about to go through. He couldn't just roll up on his cousin and ask him how it was to raise the Savior of the world. Joseph couldn't depend on people around him. He had to depend on God. And don't you know, for some of us, it's time for us to recognize we can't depend on other people. We've got to depend on God. They don't know where God is taking you. You can't depend on them to tell you where you're going. Blessed, highly favored, but propelled into a very weird life. Unlike the people in your midst. See, God's taking some of us to new and special places, and there's nobody to check in with. You're going to be uncomfortable. God still has a way of showing up. It doesn't matter how old you are, where you live, what your degree is, whether or not you're in school still. God has a way of showing up when you least expect it. See, Joseph had to be a spiritual man one who was in touch with God, and he was selected by God and placed on assignment to raise the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Joseph was special, not like everybody else. Imagine Joseph, a modern-day Joseph, just walking into the barber shop and just trying to get advice about how to raise his child. Hey, you know, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Chief. How you doing? Imagine him walking into the barbershop. You know, my child, he won't stay in the bathtub. He keep walking on water. What can I do? <laughs> the fellas in the barbershop are not going to be able to help you with this thing that's going on in your life. And for many of us, we keep taking our gift and going to common people asking for explanations. And they ain't got no word for you. See, God has a word. For some of us in this place, God is breaking into your life. It's an answer to your prayer. Some of us prayed for God to show up in our lives. Well, hello, God is showing up and now we fussing because we're uncomfortable. 
We fussing because stuff is changing. We fussing because we feel like we're out of control. God is answering your prayers. God is speaking to you. And God wants to move in your life. God has something planned for you. But all the forces of hell want you to drop the ball and despise the blessing. Don't you know you're on the verge of a breakthrough. You're on the verge of your blessing. And all the forces of hell, the devil is rolling around trying to get you to drop the gift. Give up the blessing. Don't pursue it. Don't show up. Just ignore what God is saying. That's the enemy's job. It's not personal. But you are being called to protect the gift that God has planted in your life. And don't let the enemy get you in a place where you forget about your blessing. You forget to protect the gift. See, when the spirit says move, move. When the spirit says move, move. And for some of us, the spirit been talking. We've been hearing, but we like, oh, no, I need a little sign. Oh, yeah, I hear you, but I need a little sign. Could I, could I see a sign that's written? Can I see some dew on a, a lamb skin? Can I get a little sign from somebody else? Can you send me an email, God? I don't want to just move. You said move. But I want to know, God, how much moving do you want me to do? You want me to move like this? That's not a move. You want me to move like this? That's not a move. You want to move like this? That's not the move God's talking about. God might want you to move completely out of your comfort zone. God is calling you and talking to you and encouraging you to move. And the call is for you to protect the gift and listen to God. And stop listening to people. There's three things for you to remember. First of all, don't you know there's nobody like you? Each of you are extraordinary and fabulous. You are handcrafted by God. There's nobody like you. And don't you know that there are those in the world who want you to play it small? And you know this is the truth. There are people who want you to play small. In 1992, Marion Williamson, in her book, A Return to Love, Reflections on the Principles of A Course in Miracles, wrote, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light and not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, to be gorgeous, to be talented, to be fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is written within us. It is not just in some of us. 
It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So it's time for some of us to stop playing small. You keep dumbing it down. You're quiet. You know the answers, but you don't say anything because you don't want to bother other people. That's a trick from the enemy. Let your light shine, but protect your gift. Number two, you just need to know haters are going to hate. Haters are going to hate, and there's nothing you can do about it. Haters going to hate, and there's nothing you can do about it. You can't change them. You can't please them. You can't satisfy them. Don't you know it's not about you? It's all about them. Haters are people consumed by jealousy and envy. Joseph and Jesus did nothing to offend King Herod. He just was a hater. The king was insecure and motivated by jealousy, and he was so out of control, he was willing to kill all the male children under two in that nation. He was willing to kill the Messiah, the hope of the world, so he could stay in power That's how out of control he was. Haters are gonna hate. He was willing to take other people out just so he could keep his position. So wake up, children of God. Wake up. Some people are that evil. Some people are, you know, Christians a lot of times be standing like watching and seeing evil coming right at them. Ooh, that's really bad. That's, that's really bad. That's evil. That's, that's really, can you see this? This is really bad. This is evil. Get out of the way. Wake up. Don't stand there and watch that evil coming at you. Get out the way. Ain't nothing good coming. Haters going to hate. Get out the way. Protect your gift. Know that when people are motivated by low emotions such as those, Take seriously that that's how they are and protect the gift that God gave you. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. It ain't personal, it's just business. Then in John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal kill and destroy hey that's the business he's trying to take you out so your life does not shine jealousy and envy are based not on what you do it's based on the person's insecurities and their self-hate and it's room for the enemy to step into them and use them for evil gain Now I'm here in the midst of my church family. So I got a little confession to make. About my lower self. 
that I need to share with the congregation. And it's not pretty, but I remember it very clearly. I was about the age of seven years old. And my grandmother had given me and my little sister matching buckets. You know those little buckets with the little shovel and the little handle? So we both had matching buckets. Both of us had them. Grandma gave us both. See, that's when people give you identical gifts. Even though she was four years younger than me, I should have had something better than her because she was younger than me. But they gave us both the same gift. So anyway, I was playing with my bucket. I'm loving my bucket. I'm doing my thing with my bucket. All of a sudden, oops, I break my bucket. I break my bucket. And I'm like, darn, I done broke my bucket. And then I look. She still has her bucket. She don't know no better. She's younger than me. I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to take her bucket. Because she won't even know that it's her bucket. I'm going to take her bucket. And then what I did, I took her bucket and I put it in the driveway so my father would run it over with the car. And that way neither one of us would have a bucket. I admit it. It's my lower self. But my father took me aside and just wore my little behind out because he saw something in me that was evil, just pure evil in the midst of me. See what I was willing to do because I didn't want my other sister to have that bucket. You never know when the enemy will use us for some low life behavior. We can't think it's just anybody over here. Any one of us is vulnerable to being used that way. And it's not pretty. But we can be used by the enemy, especially when we let jealousy creep in to our lives. So first of all, remember, you're fabulous. You're extraordinary. You need to hold on to that. Second of all, you need to recognize that there are those forces that are out to take you out, but you got to wake up and stay awake because haters are going to hate. And finally, number three, as we hold on to this understanding of what it means to be on this journey protecting the gift, trust God to bless your life with people, places, things, and experiences beyond human imagination. Trust God to take you places nobody else could ever imagine. God has you on the path for a reason. God has you here for a reason. God has you on a lifetime journey. Even though it may be a recent journey or a long journey, God is in the midst of your situation right now. And just know that there are going to be forces that try to take you off your path, but God put you on the path. So trust in God and protect the gift. In Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and God will direct your path. So what can God do with a life? It's beyond your thoughts. It's beyond your imagination. God can do all things but fail. God can speak to you directly. God can work with you directly. As you follow the building blocks of faith, God is preparing you to hear. Silence that mind and let God speak into your life. Do you hear the Lord speaking now? Listen, God is speaking to you even now. Protect the gift. God wants you to show up and be faithful. God needs you to trust in God and trust in what God is doing in your life. Don't let blind people 
Don't let blind people direct your vision for your life. Trust in God and let God take you there. Protect the gift that God gave you and go places beyond your wildest imagination. Protect the gift. for tuning in to Word to the Wise, my preaching and teaching podcast. This podcast is a production of the 224 Ecospace, a place where change makers work, create, and lead. Our engineer and sound designer is Dan Warren. I hope you will share this podcast with your friends and please review us so others can find us. Also look for me on Facebook at Reverend Dr. Shelley Best or Word to the Wise. Thanks for listening.